listening to Sports and More with Chris and Tom. Welcome back, folks. It's the guys with the faces for radio and the voices for a silent movie. This is Sports and More with Chris and Tom. I am Chris. And I am Tom. I mean, I'm coming out with fire and, and Tom's going peaceful tonight, guys. <laughs> I'm doing that, like, smooth jazz. Yes. And you're going right in with that rock and roll. No, yeah, come with the rock and roll, man. We have sport. We have, we have <laughs> the sports to talk about, sir. The sports. We have sports and more tonight. Oh, Boy, the and more. If you saw the post, the, oh, the more. If you the saw more. the post on Facebook... We are gonna get fired up. I had I'd used that fire emoji background too many times, so I had to do something different. Like, you, I mean, fired up, spicy, and like I gotta get riled up. That's what we are. We're riled up. Riled tonight, up, right? I mean, we're ready to rock and roll. I mean, especially with the first we have TB six hundred because Tom Brady is the first quarterback in NFL history in the one hundred I think two year history, hundred one year history of the NFL to throw for six hundred touchdowns in the regular season, which happened this past Sunday, October twenty fourth, with six seconds left in the first quarter. I mean, that's just a remarkable timing there. Six hundred with six seconds to go in the quarter. Pretty good timing there. Where Beautiful. The, where the Gronkineers were facing the Bad News Bears, a.k.a. the Chicago Bears, and Brady connected with Mike Evans for a nine-yard touchdown pass. And this make, that was number 600, uh, just for some notes. For the regular season. For regular season. Regular season only. That's just only the regular season. He has way more than 600 with the postseason and everything. So it's insane. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so second place all-time regular season is Drew Brees at 571. The second place among active QBs is when Aaron Rodgers at 427. <laughs> Brady has... Not even in the same ballpark. I think Brady ended the game with four touchdowns, so he's at 602. So Brady's got 175 more touchdown passes than Aaron Rodgers does. Oh. It's insane. Goodness. And then just to add some dra- just to add some drama to this, Mike Evans didn't realize it's number six hundred and just had to give the ball to a fan in their front row. <laughs> Which was hysterical because it I was like, hang on a second, Roman and uh Nancy was like, Hey, that's number six hundred. What's he doing? What's the heck he doing? And so they showed during the after the break, they showed that the Buccaneer like I don't know, team equipment manager, something like that, was negotiating with the fan to get the football back. And what ha- ended mm-hmm. up happening was the guy will receive a different game ball, a thousand dollar gift card to the team store, and per Tom Brady, something really nice. And that's per Greg Allman of the Athletic, which I don't know what is something really nice. It could be lots of re- really nice things. But I can tell you one thing it is. It's what Tony Romo suggested live on the CBS broadcast. I don't know if he was boozed up or anything when he said this, but he suggested that the guy should negotiate for a date with Giselle Bunchen. Yes, that's Tom Brady's <laughs> wife. I can assure you that did not happen in the negotiations. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't. I don't think the football was like to that level of importance. It's big, but well, I don't think he's going to start renting out his wife. Well, yeah, I know. And even though the football, according to Ken Golden of Golden Sports Auctioneers, the estimated value of that football is five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars on the open market. So the question is. Who's side you're on? I saw on the Pat McAfee show, they were talking about this, that Twitter was fully on the side of the fan, that he should never give that ball up to Tom Brady. He should have held on to that football with his life and then sold it at auction for half a, for half a million dollars. Uh, I mean, and but Pat and the boys on the Pat McAfee show were saying, well, it's it's NFL history. You should give that ball back. It kind of just makes sense. Right. If, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on that side yeah. because, I mean, this is a piece of football history. Um, so I, I think if you're a true fan of the game, you give the ball back um, because you, you can, you can then go like, you know, let's, let's say at some point down the road, um, this football gets donated to the, the football hall. Oh, it will be. Yeah. And it, it, which it will be. And, and probably, you know, uh, sooner than even just, uh, you know, Brady retiring, but he can go into that museum anytime and say, you know, say to his kids, say to his grandkids, I, I had that ball. I held that ball. And they had to come and get it from me. Yeah, it's a story. Um, but I mean, I think you, you kind of you can also go back to um, Derek Jeter's. Yeah. What was it? His three thousand. Three thousand hit. hit. Yeah, which was a uh, home 3, run. Three thousand hit. That was a home yeah. run. And um, 
the guy being being a true Yankees fan and true Jeter fan gave it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was uh, significantly compensated for it still. Not that that was the reason for it. But uh, he said that, you know, the ball does not uh, deserve to go to Jeter anyway. And so I think personally, uh, I'm on the side of, you know, that, that this is something from Brady's career. Mm-hmm. He should he should have it and he can decide what to do with it then if, if he wants it to um, uh, go in the hall, then he can uh, put it there. Or if he wants to keep it in his own collection and then um, donate his entire collection when ultimately, you know, his, his bust is up at the hall of fame, then, you know, maybe that's his decision. So I, I think uh, ultimately my, my take on it though, is that uh, giving it back was the right thing. Oh, I 100% agree. Now, the $500,000 price tag makes it, like, a little bit harder. But, yeah. but, but he made the right decision. The only thing I would have done differently than the negotiations is I would have told the t- the Bucks, uh, like, equipment manager, I'm not going to negotiate with you. I'm going to negotiate with Brady himself. I want to hear what Tom yes. – I, I want to talk to Tom and see what he wants to give me for this, not just the team stuff. Right. That would be my right. like, only negotiation tactic. Team, like, uh, uh, how about I sit down with Tom Brady or I, I hand the yeah. ball off to him. That's, I want to give it to him personally. That, that would, that? Yeah, like, yeah. And then we, that would have been, that would have been cool. That would be the but only thing I would change. Uh, yeah, that that's true. Yeah. Although in that situation, he's probably just like, you know, kind of the, yeah. still in shock of the whole thing happening. So, Oh yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm on your side there with that, man. I mean, that's, that's um, still cool. I mean, that guy's going to have a story for the rest oh, yeah. of his life. Absolutely. He got the ball. Had to work, you know, worked with the team to get the ball yeah. back to them, and just the whole thing, and you know, man, that's that's super cool. Oh, absolutely! Like and some more fun facts about that six hundred touchdowns. Uh, per the Pat McAfee show, they had this like art, uh, like background thing showing some cool stuff about it, and I noticed that he they say that Tom Brady has more career touchdowns than four NFL franchises have in their career. Now, those franchises, what are they? The Carolina Panthers, founded in 1995. All right, so relatively new, but still, they've been around a bit. The Baltimore Ravens, founded in 1996. Yes, the Ravens are the original Browns franchise. But when the Raven, when the Browns moved to Baltimore to become the Ravens, the city of Cleveland fought with the NFL to keep all records in Cleveland in Cleveland. So when the Browns resurrected themselves in 99, it, all those stats are part of the Cleveland Browns franchise history. It's like they just got a three-year hiatus, is all that means. And then you have the Jacksonville Jaguars, founded in 95, like the Carolina Panthers, and then the Houston Texans, who were founded in 2002. Re- remember, everyone, Brady's first touchdown pass was in 2001. He is his career. 20 years. Yeah. His career is, is like six years shorter than the Panthers and the Jaguars. <laughs> Franchises. <laughs> He's been in the league longer than oh, Texans have existed. <laughs> He's been in the league. I mean, he's been in the league since 2000, but he didn't really play in 2000. He had three career passes, three passes in that season. Doesn't really matter, but he's been in the NFL starting longer than the Texans have been an NFL organization. Think about that, people. That, I mean, then when you hear a stat like that and the timing of it, you completely understand how he has more touchdown passes than the entire organization. Oh, the Texans, because. The, te- the, uh, the Texans, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, that uh, I mean, because you've we, we've seen the Texans have struggled to uh, put had, it nicely, and yeah. Tom Tom Brady they've had struggles anyway, yeah. and Tom Brady has been not struggling, super successful, and not struggled. There's not no, he he does not drive the struggle bus. No. Um, so it, to to see it and kind of you know think of it that way, like. Yeah, he's been a lot more successful than the Texans, so it kind of makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, he's he's been able to put more on the board. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised the Bears were on the list with how bad we look. I mean, I'm pretty sure we haven't thrown six hundred passes ever, but apparently we have. I don't know how they've calculated well, that. Well, we but... got what like another 60, 70 years on some folks. So. Well, we've been pl- we've been around since nineteen twenty, so I was like, well, you would hope by that time we've collected six hundred passes. <laughs> you'd hope. You'd hope, but it's hard yeah, 80, to tell. 80 years on Brady there. So. It's hard to tell, though, with how bad the team looks at times that we have more passing touchdowns. So I had to throw that in there for us Bears fans because I saw them like, are we yeah. sure we have more than Tom Brady? I'm not so sure about that one. So anyway, there's your fantastic yeah, Tom Brady uh, stat of the day. 
We could probably do this for like another year and still have amazing Tom Brady stats for you guys. But this is just the latest one to happen. We'll probably have another one in about February if he wins number eight. So we'll see how that plays out. We're going to go into MLB settings. Well, Tom has some NFL settings. Sorry. Well, Tom has some fun trying to find how many Bears sections there are in history. I have a hard time finding that stat, by the way. It was nearly impossible. It, yeah. Because right now I'm looking at like it, it gives you like the the leader in yeah, no. um, the Bears franchise yeah. history with most touchdown yeah. passes, which is a pathetic 154. Is um, that like Jay Cutler? The, um, 2009 to 2016. So yeah, uh-huh. that has to be Cutler. Yep. Think um, about that. Think about that, people. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, that that's <laughs> passing touchdowns. Jay Cutler. He has all the passing. Yep. Um. Records. He's got he's yards, completions, attempts, and touchdowns. He's statistically the greatest quarterback in Bears history. And statistically, <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky has the greatest completion percentage uh-huh. in Bears history. Yep. That's horrible. Yeah. At 64%. Yep. 64.1%. Sorry, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but no. oh, Lordy, that's, that's sad. Uh-huh. That's sad, man. All right. Move on before I, I yep. you know. It may, I have the big sad right now. Yeah, just so looking at NFL this. standings, as you see the bottom of your screen and the ticker, that you can see how the games back are going. In the NFC North, that evil green and yellow team that hails from Green Bay, Wisconsin, is up two and a half on the Minnesota Vikings. Are we shocked? No. But we had to let you know that's going on. The, the Tampa Bay Grunkers hold a game and a half lead over the Saints, who still look to be a, like a very good football team. Despite having Jameis 30 for 30 Winston as their quarterback, I mean, it could just be that the NFC is weak outside of a few top tier teams, but they are still looking pretty good. In the NFC East, the Cowboys, who had a bye, are still in first at 5 and 1, while the rest of the division is at 2 and 5. So they have a monster 3.5 game lead over everybody in that division. In the NFC West, the Cardinals at 7 0, undefeated, should easily be the best team in the NFC West. Only have a game lead on the Rams because that's. The Rams' only loss is to those very same Cardinals. In the AFC North, again, this is not a drill, people. The Cincinnati Bungles are in first place after thrashing the Ravens in a surprising fashion that Tom and I both looked at that score and said, um, something's not right here. The, the Bungles dominated that game from start to finish. It was a shock. Can I just say that w- with that loss, I lost twice mm-hmm. because – all right, I was facing <laughs> off with you this week in fantasy football. It's fantastic. So not only did did I lose the pick'em from mm-hmm. last week, I also God. Uh, did did not get any help no. from the Ravens defense because nope. I started the Ravens defense, who got me minus two points. <laughs> Major WTF moment. Yeah. Just like what? what why? Yeah. Just yeah. yeah and, it... and also, just a side note. I am benching Pat Mahomes <laughs> the rest of the season. We'll get to that later. I could have had another like 50 or 60 points yeah. this week if I had. That wouldn't have helped you. I looked at <laughs> I know. I know. Still wouldn't, I, this still wouldn't help because the, the Ravens defense really just sucked it up. But anyway, the the, the Ravens kind of disappointed me last oh, week. After, not going to lie. The, but they, the Bengals were impressive to say the least. The Ravens disappointed me as just a football fan. I'm forever grateful for what they did because of it helps me get that win in fantasy football but <laughs> but but another step for you guys the bungles are now the one seed in the afc they are the one seed because well they have a they're the they're, they have the best record well tied for the best record and there's a, like a three circle of death and they have the one seed what who's also tied for that that top spot the tennessee titans at five and two who have just steamrolled everybody of late they steamrolled the Bills. They steamrolled the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs look sorry, like a high school football team, for goodness sakes. And the Titans are where we thought they would be when we started the season, but were, but they looked rather bad. So Tom and I backed off them, but we did pick them to win the South, and they're now looking like the team we thought we were picking rather than what we saw in weeks one through like three. In the AFC East, the Bills had a bye which did not help me on some fancy foot in another fancy football league, but they still hold first place at four and two with a game and a half lead over the Patriots, who put, dropped a fifty piece on the Jets for the first time in since the Rich Kota era of the New York Jets. Look that up, people. The Rich Kota era was awful, and the Jets have been awful before. In the AFC West, you have the Raiders. 
the John Greenless Raiders at 5-2 and two with a half-game lead over the Chargers, who had a bye, so that's why it's the Raiders in first, not the Chargers, because of a bye week. So, in the AFC right now, think about this, people. Number one seed, Bungles. Number two seed, Raiders. Number three seed, Titans. Bills and Chiefs are not in the top three right now. Bills had a bye, so you can excuse them for that, but they would still be the four seed because they lost to the Titans. Think about that, people. The Bills and Chiefs are not in the top three in the AFC as of right now. Could that change? Maybe, but the way the Chiefs defense looks, which is 32nd out of 32 teams in about every defensive category to, to, to put out there, I don't think so. I don't know the Chiefs make the playoffs right now. I'm I, Hot take, but I don't think the Chiefs make the playoffs this year with how bad that defense is. I'm going to agree with you there. It's it, It's been kind of abysmal to watch, and I, I, I mean – it's not impressive. I, I, it's like a completely different team. Yeah. That that's what I, I kind of go go to is, it's it, it's like they graduated everyone. Yeah. And and now they have now they just suck. Oh, and they're all the bad. They're start they're starting over. Yeah. And and yeah, it, they didn't. It's not you know obviously no, it's not in college where you lose close, everybody yeah. or there, but it's like it's. It, it's like they've started over and are ha- like are in the middle of a rebuilding season when they they brought really, back everybody. The off season didn't show that. Yeah, yeah the off season didn't show that. No. So, what changed between February and now? No idea. I mean, they spent hundred and five million dollars on that O line in the off season to make it better. It looks worse than it did in the Super Bowl. It's it, it's hard to say that mm-hmm. but they brought in like three pro bowlers and they made the offensive line worse i don't know how you can do that whoever is the only coach needs to either be fired i'm not i'm not saying that we should ever talk about fire people but someone needs to talk to him about saying hey you're kind of sucking right now with this whole line thing and maybe the offensive play call of bnme and reed needs to be looked at because it looks like they forgot that there's this thing called running the dang football again and that could be hurting <laughs> the offense just saying, people, there you can run the football. The Bears may not, not may not know how to throw the football. But we can dang sure run that football at least and make something good happen. Something's got to change there, man. That's yeah. what that's what we're seeing right now. Is, is I, I don't know what they got to do. They got to do a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't be brought down just to, to one or two points, but they've got to do something yeah. different. And um, you know, unfortunately for them, because I mean, I I do like. Um, Pat Mahomes and his uh, approach to the game. And so it's unfortunate for a guy like him who um, has been so successful and has a lot of talent to, you know, have a season like this. So, oh, yeah. you know, we can, we can hope the next year they bounce back, but it, it ain't happening this year. Yeah. Hopefully is this isn't a Joe Flacco situation where he has a few good years and all of a sudden he becomes an av- a below average quarterback, which would be dreadful for the chiefs for a half a billion dollars. Pat Mahomes becomes just a guy on the football field. That would be a horrible situation. I don't think that's the case. I think it's a lot more wrong than Patrick Mahomes, but we will see in due course. So that leads us out of the NFL standings and into baseball. Woo! And World Series update. Yeah. <laughs> the, World Series game be- the World Series began tonight. It's actually happening right now during this show as we're recording. It's- yep, I'm going to get a score update for us. It is on Tuesday, October 26th, 7.09 Central Standard Time, the greatest times of in on the land on Fox. And we have the Houston Astros versus the Hotland Braves. What's the score update, sir? <laughs> the Braves are leading 5 nothing in the top of the third. Let's they go. are hot Lanta for sure Let's tonight. Jorge Soler starting off the game with oh. a leadoff home run. Oh, that... You know you are doing well when that happens. Uh, X- I am all about the Chiefs, or not the Chiefs, the Braves right now. Ex-Cub, who the Cubs got rid of because they had nowhere, they had nowhere in the outfield for this guy because we had Schwarber, we had Hav, we had Elmora, we had Hayward, and it looks like a very, very, very bad decision by Theo Epstein right now that he kind of cost the Cubs a chance. Not that he cares. Not that he cares. Yeah, he did all the first World Series in 108 years, but the World Series window was a year instead of five, like it should have been. But not going to be better. Mm-hmm. One of World Series. Never thought I was here in my lifetime, but still, I thought we had a five-year window, not a two-year window. Exactly. All right. So how did we get here with the Asterix and the Braves? The Asterix, as we said before, 
dominated the White Sox in a four-game series, three games to one. It was what we would call a gentleman sweep in the world of baseball. And then they steamrolled the Red Sox. Yes, I know it's a six-game series. They won it 4-2. But you look at the games outside of the games, like two and three, where the Red Sox won, it was Astros. It was Astros all the way. It wasn't close. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the hot Atlanta Braves, who won a, again, a 3-1 series with the Brewers. It sounds like the Braves won easy, but if you look at the box scores, those games were not decided by more than three runs at all, which is our tight baseball right. games. And then they went against the vastly superior Dodgers, a team that won, what, 107 games in the regular season? We're mm-hmm. the four seed because yep. the Giants won 108 games in the regular season, and the Braves essentially dismantled them partially due to bad managerial skills by Dave Roberts, who did not use his pitching staff at all in that series. It was a cluster mess when you watch it. Like, the heck is this guy doing here? The heck is he doing here? It's like he forgot how to uh, put up a pitching staff. And maybe, just maybe, the Braves are running hot because they're on a revenge tour against MLB for taking the All-Star game out of Hotlanta. So that's what's going on. And, Tom, how do you feel about this World Series matchup? I, I love the matchup, and I love even more that the Braves are taking it to the asterisks right now um, and showing the MLB. Like, the, So th- their decision earlier this year we were did not, not just – we're not fans of it, um, and there were repercussions of it. Um, you know, th- that was jobs and uh, revenue and income for businesses all around Atlanta um, that was lost. And, and now this is kind of the, the Braves' big middle finger to the – Uh, MLB to say, hey, you know what? We're bringing the World Series here instead, so you guys can suck it. And um, uh, honestly, I I hope that uh, they win. They win it at home, um, if if possible. That that would just be even better. Just like all that commotion happening right there. Um, But uh, I'd love to see a clean sweep, personally. Just uh, knowing how we feel about Houston. Um, and the, the history there, I, I, I want to see the Braves all the way. Yeah. I would agree with you 100%. I'm on the Braves train. I think both teams are kind of giving the middle finger, as you would, to the MLB asterisk with the cheating mm-hmm. scandal. They're saying, all right, you think we can only win by sure. cheating? Watch this. And the Braves are like, oh, you want to steal the All-Star game from us? Watch this. It's kind of like the Tom Brady the Flake Gate Tour, where Tom Brady went on a show that season and just said, oh, yeah, you think I can't wait? I only won with the footballs? Watch me do this. Do all these guys. So right. It's kind of like both these are in that right. mindset, which makes for a great baseball. Well, it, isn't it funny? Like, is I think um, I heard that somewhere that the Red Sox, or at least the Red Sox fans, are already claiming cheating again by the – the asterisk. Which is ironic because like, the Red Sox cheated too. <laughs> the very next like, <laughs> So, I mean, there, there's, yeah. Um, so, matchup like this, I want to see just a brutal pounding um, by the Braves. I, that, that's what I want every game. I want I want a five-plus yeah. run differential every game. Oh, I mean, I want the Braves to win one because they're a National League team because I'm a big National League guy where we need the pitchers hitting. I Sorry, pitchers. I want you to actually stand in the plate, and if you plunk someone, be prepared to get plunked back. So be prepared to deal with the consequences of your own actions. And two, because of this whole MLB also situation, I'm for the Braves. I know they're trying to take away the Braves job. The which, again, not going to say not to say it does not offend people in the Native American Native American community, but as a fan watching it, that's intimidating to see the the, the tomahawk chop from sixty thousand people is intimidating as an as an outside fan. It's like, oh my gosh, this is now a place yep. I want to be, be in right now. <laughs> right, a little bit scary. So, yep, and uh, no, I know a couple of Braves fans um, out there. So, um, you guys are going to be pretty happy tonight, and hopefully uh, for the next week. Absolutely. So there's your World Series update. We're right now in the middle of Game One. We'll probably give you updates throughout the night. As we well, we only have a few topics left to go by the big one coming up. So, Tom, why don't you take away that story? Because this is a story that you know a lot more about than I do, and you're very much more passionate about than I potentially am. Right. Um, and when I heard this one, I, I mean, I was both um, equally uh, shocked and, um, you know, sad and 
um, just a whirlwind of uh, emotions, but also, I mean, you, we haven't actually talked about this. We've sent a few messages back and forth. Um, but last Thursday, October 21st, um, uh, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of the, the name, but um, Helena Hutchins uh, was, was killed on set by um, Alec Baldwin um, per uh, 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 Amanda Prestigiacomo of the Daily Wire. Prestigiacomo, yeah. All right, sorry, I apologize for that. Um, while uh, filming the movie Rust, um, it, which was a, an indie film mm -hmm. um, co-produced by Alec Baldwin, um, they were shooting out in, uh, they were uh, filming out in New Mexico. Yep. Um, so October 21st, um, actor and co-producer Alec Baldwin um, shot and killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins. And with that same shot, um, wounded director uh, Joel Souza. Second shot. There was two shots. Two shots. Yes. I, I didn't know if that was confirmed. That was confirmed. No. That was okay. Because I, 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 I heard documents. Court documents. Because I, I heard I heard separately that it was a through and through, and then uh, okay. Court well, yeah. regardless, um, shot and wounded. In addition to that, uh, Joel Souza while on uh, the film set for Rust. So, um, according to those court documents that uh, Chris referenced, uh, Baldwin was told that uh, he was handed a cold gun, and I actually have a, an, uh, a, an update on this one as well, right, um, before firing at the camera, striking Hutchins and Suda. That is, that is, stupidity. okay, so, so, stupidity, but here's what makes this, this worse. Um, he was not handed that gun. Oh, really? Allegedly. No, he picked it up himself from what uh has has been told oh, um they were between this was not in a live take yeah this was uh between takes and in fact uh baldwin uh wanted to be done for the day um and the director insisted that they uh continue filming continue shooting was his um verbiage uh allegedly and then um Baldwin then again allegedly uh, stated, why don't I just effing shoot the both of you and picked up the supposed prop gun and uh, fired the shots at uh, while pointing directly at oh, the um, cinematographer and the, the director, not realizing that there were live rounds in there. And I'm going to get to uh, that in, in just a second here. So Cold gun, uh, as it's been referred to in several um, documents, several articles, is uh, refers to a gun without live or lethal ammunition. So that would be that there is no ammo in it, that there are dummy rounds, which are essentially just plastic, yep. um, and, and there is no gunpowder, there is no projectile, there is no way for anything to be fired out of the out of the gun. Or three, they are blanks, which is essentially just the brass case crimped at the end, only containing gunpowder. Basically, it just shoots a fireball. Uh, it's, it's just the bang. It's just for um, effect and sound. That's it. There's no projectile with any one of those three options. And on a movie set, there should never be live ammunition. Only those three options should be, um, sh should be taking place on set. There should be nothing live anywhere, okay? Um, live rounds somehow made it into this firearm yep. and that's not good no. um, it, 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 the, the, the live round uh, I know that we, we have in the notes that it's not clear that the live round was real ammunition um, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now it was right. um, because uh, for the effects that this had on the individuals this was not a prop gun. A prop gun does not have the ability to fire live rounds. A prop gun does not have the ability to even probably shoot um, blanks. There are some guns that are modified to only shoot blanks, 
but then there are those that are modified to shoot blanks and live rounds. A prop gun does not have an actual firing mechanism. It is for visuals only. A prop gun is probably rubber. Um, or basically a painted BB gun that uh, obviously there's nothing there. Um, so I'm going to tell you right now, he picked up a live gun. Um, and this is where I'm going to step in with some notes that you don't have, Chris. No, go ahead. I, I didn't a lot of this, you know, s some of this falls on the head armorer um, for, for the movie. And that was 24-year-old Hannah Reed. Um, daughter of, of longtime uh, prop armorer, movie armorer, Thel Reed, um, at, who had only had one other head armorer position um, on a movie prior to this. Um, there were multiple occasions on this movie set, supposedly, that um, resulted in accidental discharges. And an accidental discharge is an inadvertent pull of the trigger resulting in the firing of um, a cartridge. Now, we don't know whether those were live rounds that were shot at, you know, the ground, the air, whatever, or if those were blanks that went off. But regardless, um, the, the gun went off, or a gun went off twice, and it was to the point where the crew earlier in that day, the, the day of this event on October 21st, walked out. The, um, and, and the reason they did this, it was over firearm safety. Hannah Reed even out explicitly stated she did not know how to load blanks into guns and was scared to do so. These are not live rounds, yet she did not know how to, and being around guns her entire life, being the daughter of an armorer, did not know how to load blanks. If you do not know how to load blanks, you should not be an armorer or a lead armorer no. on a set. Because if you do not know how to load blanks, you cannot be trusted to only load blanks. That is why at this point, blame could be placed on her as well because she uh, has shown signs of incompetence with firearms. And so that's that was one of the things that I, I saw. I'm like, uh, okay, now I understand how it happened, how that got there. They did not have a competent head um, armor on set. That should not happen. Right. And in any other set, you, this has never happened in Hollywood. This has never happened on a set where live ammunition has actually made it on set. It does not happen. So that, and, it, it, and honestly, all right, I do want to take a second, just say that, you know, I, I feel, I feel bad for the families that are affected by this. You know, uh, Hutchins was uh, a wife, a mother, um, and, and Sousa now is going to be um, physically and mentally or not, but, you know, emotionally traumatized by, by this event being shot. Um, but let, and let's not also forget uh, Alec Baldwin. You know, yes, you know, this was a horrible thing that shouldn't have happened, but He's going to have to live with this the rest of his life. Um, and based on um, an op-ed piece by um, Alan Dershowitz, mm -hmm. who has defended Mike Tyson, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, uh, President Donald Trump, says that this likely constitutes a homicide on the, on the, um, uh, on the case. Yeah. Uh, but does not know who would be criminally, and, and that's the key word there's criminally responsible and what degree of homicide um, fits with the evidence that's provided. What I can tell you is um, that I think it's uh, Andrew uh, Stoltman, from, who, who's a lawyer out of uh, Chicago, uh, stated that um, Alec Baldwin, he, he needs to obviously take time to, to grieve and to process um, you know, having that, having done this himself, but also needs to prepare for a trial oh, yeah. because given that he was the one with the gun in hand, th this could be considered manslaughter as well. Oh, yeah. And if you look at any case, any, any, any case of even self-defense or home defense, uh, any, anything like that, if, if I'm defending my home and I shoot an intruder and kill him, 
I'm still going to jail. Yeah. So th that's that's something that um, district attorneys and uh, um, th they don't take lightly and will likely pursue. And so that that's I think something that now he needs to switch his focus. Like it's a tragic mistake that happened and it should never have happened. But both he and Hannah Reed need now to prepare um, to, to be on trial because both it's very possible and th that they could end up there. And, and given what we have seen in several occasions, several articles, um, most of which that I have seen from uh, Breitbart News, uh, but also those of the New York Post and um, others, just everybody's doing a piece on this right now. Um, they all say the same thing that um, this is this is going to end up with a, with a trial oh, wow. in, in, a, in a trial. Um, but it, it's it's obviously clear that Alec Baldwin was not aware that he was firing um, a gun that that uh, would fire a projectile. Mm -hmm. um, because I mean, in his career, and he's had several roles. I'm thinking Mission Impossible, where he had guns and everything. It's it's probably never happened. It's, it should have never happened. And I've never heard of it ever happening. No, neither. Um, so it's not likely that he would ever have um, have seen that. Um, he does, as a producer, have responsibilities uh, on set, but that does not necessarily mean that he oversaw safety. Right. But that given said, let's switch back to Hannah Reed. She should have been over safety. And all four rules of firearm safety were broken in, uh, in this incident. Uh, so I'm gonna go through those four rules of firearm safety before we continue. Um, first of all, and, and this is of course, just ignoring the fact that there should have never been um, live ammo at all on set. Uh, first rule of firearm safety, is um, treat every gun as, as if it is loaded until you have visually and physically inspected to confirm otherwise. And I'm going to do that for you now, okay? This is my gun, okay? Drop the magazine, nothing in the magazine. Rack the slide back, you can see nothing in the chamber. And I can put my finger in there and there is no round. I now know that it is clear, okay? Picking that up off the table, with few exceptions, you cannot 100% confirm that there is nothing in that gun until you have visually and physically inspected otherwise. That is rule number one. Treat every gun as if it is loaded. Alec Baldwin did not. Rule number two, do not point the muzzle of the gun, and that is the end of the gun where the bullets come out of, um, at anything you are not willing to destroy. And that is the actual verbiage of firearm safety by the NRA. Uh, do not point the, uh, the gun at anything you are not willing to destroy. He pointed it at two people. Things can be replaced. You still should not point it at things that you're not willing to destroy, but people especially. Number three, Excuse me, one second. Be sure of your target and what is to the left, right, and beyond it. He, he, he was pointing it around and who knows how many people he flagged or pointed the muzzle at in the process of shooting this, okay? And number four, oh goodness, oh gosh. <laughs> Give me a second here. Oh man, I'm oh man, I'm blanking. This is bad. This is my thing. Yeah, this is your thing. This is not my thing, people. I'm I'm the guy who, of the of the sword and and learning of the archery. I'm not the gun guy. I I, I am of the the, the sword. In, I, in preference. Oh well, of course. I I, I I thought I covered this one already. I'm sorry. Um, keep your finger off the trigger no. until you're ready to shoot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I kind of no, I covered that with no, the, the like, other the the safe the safety instructions. Sorry, that's why I was uh, screwed up. I'm like, I I thought I uh, mentioned it in the other one. Yeah. Keep your finger 
outside of the trigger guard and off the trigger um, until you're ready to fire. Um, and it, with that, kind of going back to um, ready to destroy whatever is downrange. So broke all four in, in, the, in the, the process of um, this just careless incident. Whether it has live ammunition or not, if it has blanks, if it, had, uh, if it has dummy rounds, if it has nothing in it, until every one of those have get, uh, been confirmed, or still you, you have visually, physically inspected that there is nothing live in the gun, you still shouldn't point a, uh, you know, a, a blank gun right. at someone because it's still expen expelling an explosion pretty much out of the barrel of the gun. It's, it's still, you're still like, you know, with your, if you're within a couple of feet, you're still gonna burn them with the gases. Mm -hmm. So there should never be a reason to. So that, that's what I keep going back to is like, people might say, well, what if, what if it had blanks? What if it didn't have anything in it? What if it was empty? He didn't know that. Right. So that's what I keep going back to. And yes, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that, uh, you know, I, I, I missed, uh, messed up on that last one. Um, but I mean, that, that's the biggest one is, is he, he, he pulled the trigger. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing. So, and, and I know that you all probably, um, thought that when I, I turned the, the, the gun around to show uh, on camera that um, this was clear that I was pointing it at myself. I had safety check before uh, safety check this before I um, picked it up. So just so you're not aware and you know the keyboard warriors aren't going to troll me here. Um, I had I had uh, safety check this before so I knew what I was getting into. But that is the only way of knowing that there's nothing in there. He did none of that and um, you know lives were lost for it. So <sighs> There, there's so much wrong with this yep. and and so much that shouldn't have happened i i don't want to to say that there will or will not be um you know charges pressed mm -hmm. but if there are um reed and uh, hannah reed and um, both ali baldwin um could be held responsible and and reed because of the the supplement of the or the supplying of the um, materials and the equipment and Alec Baldwin for the, the blatant mis mistreatment of um, what he believed to be props. Yep. It, it, it doesn't, it, in the world of, of firearms and um, homicide and, or, or manslaughter, whatever you want to call it, um, claiming ignorance is, is not a thing. No. I, I mean, even, even just with general, um, gun laws. Uh, you, you could be crossing state lines, uh, uh, carrying a firearm or, or carrying somewhere that you shouldn't and, and claim ignorance. So I, I didn't know that I was supposed to, wasn't supposed to have this or have that. It, it doesn't matter. It's the law. And if you're going to be um, handling anything that um, could even potentially be butting up against that law, you should be aware of it. And and this is there's no different, even though that this was um, an accident, a mistake. Um, he is still the one that was holding it when it happened and, and still the one that pulled the trigger. So un unfortunately for um, everyone involved, truly, um, th this is just never something that you want to see anywhere, but especially um, with the effect that it happened, or that, that it had. Um, it, it's, it's really just sad um, and I'm just going to be honest. I'm thankful that um, this has not gone to a uh, a gun control um, debate because um, that gun, while it should never have had live ammo in it, uh, it did, and uh, it did nothing until a person picked it up. And so that's what this came down to: is a a person or multiple people made decisions that led to um, the results that we saw, and. Our hearts go out for the the, the Hutchins family um, because this is, you know, a life was taken far too soon. Yeah. yeah. My initial thoughts when I read through the story and listening to your information was like this. Like, even before you gave us the gun safety demonstration, thank you for that, sir, because as a non-gun user, I'm, I was like, right, basic safety counseling, like you should make sure the gun's empty. You probably shouldn't point anyone. And you probably shouldn't be pulling that, pulling that trigger. I, I was like, I think I had like most of those like thought of like in my head. Oh, yeah. I'm like, this is like basic information that 
should be followed. Mm-hmm. And then I read some stuff on sets and like on sets, even when they're doing like the shooting scenes in movies, they're typically not shooting. Their guns not being pointed at anybody. It's usually point, being pointed mm-hmm. off camera. It's not being pointed towards right. anybody. Even when they're shooting for movies, they're trying to follow that. Even with blinks or dummy mm-hmm. runs or whatever they're using, they're trying to follow that because you don't, you never know what might happen. And so it's like, right. know, it's clearly I read like, oh boy, this sounds bad. He probably is going to get pros- He's probably going to get prosecuted, which is is probably the least of his concerns at this point. Point time, he's probably more distraught over the loss of the cinematographer and just being the culpability of his actions. But I read that, and I, I read what Alan Dershowitz and Andrew Branca said. And I'm like, they're seriously not going to say he's at fault at all. There's a chance that's going that he's going to get away and just be held like just it's an accident. Like that doesn't sound right in my mind. Even, and it and yeah, it's it's an accident. But it, it would be more of an accident um, had he picked it up and accidentally put his finger in the trigger guard, right? Uh, and, and pulled the trigger. It's it's less of an accident given the circumstance. And this is oh, yeah. um, at this point still hearsay, mm-hmm. so we we cannot confirm or deny that um, you know that 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 was the case. But um, given the the statements made. And the actions taken directly leading up to the event, there there is no you, you can no, no longer claim this as an accident. I think at bare minimum this and and of course I am no lawyer. Um, this could constitute as involuntary manslaughter because yeah. um, obviously the intent was not there. No, but what he what he stated and what he did by saying uh, you know, why don't I just shoot the both of you probably in a joking manner um, in his mind, you know, uh, but then picking up the gun and pointing it at them, just those two things happening. And then the event, uh, the, the result right there. And then it doesn't look good. No, and, that, and that's all I got to say. No, I would agree. I no. was like, Oh, this is just it's like a very bad, tough scenario for anyone to be in. And it's like, and it didn't even be in a situation where if you don't take your safety into account, you don't do your due diligence with deadly weapons. I, I mean, any weapon on yeah. set is, tip, is typically a deadly weapon. I know I, I talk about I'm, I'm the big sword guy, but swords on set are still, yes, they're used for show. They're not necessarily the sharpest, but those things can still hurt and kill someone if you use it incorrectly and you don't do your training and you act mm-hmm. like an idiot. So, which is why they do dares. Usually, I know, like, even with Star Wars, I went Bram Stars. They weren't using real swords. I know. Trust me, people. I know. I'm getting <laughs> to it. But they did hours and hours and hours of training to get the footwork right and all the moves right so they can do all the stunts and everything accurately and safely so no one gets hurt. I mean, it's no less that the same way with guns where you have to make sure you practice that safety every time you pick up that gun. You can't just say, oh, yep. someone said it's blank. It's cold. It's fine. You have to make sure, hey, I'm going to make sure myself is there anything in this? Is there live ammo? But. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I think so, some movies that, that do a uh, movie sets, I should say, that, that have done a great job of that and, and actors. Um, uh, Keanu Reeves yeah. oh, and, and the, the, John, the John Wick he, franchise actually trained um, yeah. uh, out in California yeah. with Terran Tactical. He's fantastic. Um, and so that they, they were doing like real running and gunning and things like that. And I think even um, I want to say that... Um, uh, uh, several other uh, actors have, have been out in at, at doing that training there um, personally. Um, but uh, leading up to, you know, the, the really cool, like, you know, tactical kind of run and gun and sort of stuff, the fight scene sort of stuff and uh, running around, there is um, hours of safety training and basics. There's a reason that the NRA basic pistol class is primarily you know classroom safety education like when i when i took that i mean i'm fairly certain it was well and actually you know as part of my concealed carry class the whole first day we didn't pick up guns until the very end it's all safety and so yeah i i I think um you know uh the john wick franchise and uh, terran tactical they, they did a great job of prepping for that movie um but then also uh just on an individual basis Will Smith, um, very aware of uh, gun safety. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, I don't know what movie they were preparing for, but um, they were checking out the prop guns 
Um, and, uh, you know, someone on his crew picked one up and started kind of, you know, waving it around just kind of mishappily. He grabbed it, um, you know, by the, by the top of the slide. So nowhere near the trigger guard, um, dropped, dropped the mag, racked the slide, checked it himself, and then put it back together once he knew that it was clear. So he like just instinctively did that. So there are people who do it right. I'm not going to say that Hollywood is the problem. No, no there are people who do that. it right. I, it, this is an individual isolated event. Obviously, this is not a trend. This is an isolated event, and it should not happen again. It shouldn't have happened to begin with. It shouldn't happen again. Um, but man, I just it makes it it, it it makes me just upset just to see that that there's this blatant disregard for safety. You know, whether a life was taken or not, just the fact that that happened the way that it did, just, man, makes my stomach turn. Yeah, everything you hear, you're like, couldn't this be stopped? Couldn't couldn't something be done? Yes, they could have followed safety guidelines that almost every other film said follows. I mean, it's kind of like, there's a reason why we have only heard of this happening. I think there's research that showed this only happened three other times in like Hollywood history where someone's been shot and killed on set and like this it's only been done three times and there's a reason why it only happened three times it's because those three times people did something stupid quite frankly that's the only thing you can say yeah. someone did someone or multiple people did something stupid that's the only thing you can say that yep point. so exactly so uh, yeah and, and I think where where this leads now is um, you know an intensive investigation um, so we will probably, this won't be the end of it. Um, we'll hear, we'll hear more. We'll see more about it. Um, and, um, you know, there, there will be repercussions for these actions down the road. Um, I do want to say that, um, that there's a, a YouTube channel, uh, Brandon Herrera, um, who he, he does a lot of, he's known as the AK guy, um, in YouTube uh, gun community, but, um, he does what he calls gun meme reviews. And he took a little bit lighter approach to it, more, uh, you know, there was a lot of people online making fun of Alec Baldwin for this, maybe a little bit too soon for that. Um, So there was some fun things that he talked about with that, but then, you know, in the middle of it, he talked a lot about what went wrong, what should have been done, things like that. If you want to check that out, um, just, you know, uh, search for Brandon Herrera, Gun Meme Review, and it's the, it's the most recent one because he, uh, he he kind of lays it out eloquently, um, you know, of what went wrong, what should have happened, um, you know, condolences to the families involved. Um, but then also there, you know, there's some uh, elements that he that there are some dark humor that he, he throws in there. So if that's your thing, go check it out. Um, I, I checked it out just because that was, you know, the thumbnail and the, the headline and everything. A little bit darker than my usual take, but uh, you know uh, the, the the content of you know proper takes, proper actions was on point. Yeah. Um, so I do want to point that out there. All right. So that's the Alec Baldwin Helena Hutchins situation. Um, homicide. I have another word for it. It is a it is a murder of a human being, whether it's criminally or not. That is the definition. Sorry, guys. I couldn't think of a better word for it. I, Accidental manslaughter, but it is a tough situation. We will see what comes out in the legal system and in further review of this, what other facts are known. But let's go on to a lighter subject, Tom. Let's go on to our week eight game of the week. And by and we'll highlight this game and I will give you who we have. We have the evil green and yellow team that hails from Green Bay, Wisconsin at six and one. Their only loss of the year coming against the Nolan Saints in week one where Tom and I thought they were dead. They weren't going to be good. And, well, boy, were we wrong. And oh, the, yeah. And then the Arizona Wish. Cardinals, who are 7-0, and who we said probably going to be the, the number four seed in the NFC West. And, boy, were we wrong about that one. Because <laughs> we were so wrong. Because we thought like, oh, might, cause the Cardinals started off good last year, and then they tapered off. But the Seahawks are just a dumpster fire, and the Niners are a dumpster fire. So, Heck of a shot out there, and uh, and we'll let Tom pick because he unfortunate he unfortunately picked the Ravens, and the Ravens didn't deserve of not showing up. Even though by all imaginations, I won the Ravens for that game as well. So I was the strong one. I got the Bungles, and it turns out I was kind of lucky on that one. So I got the coin. Oh yeah. You had to call in the air as your standard coin of heads oh, yeah. and tails. So I can do the flip for Tom. 
and he can call before I put right. because it's kind of hard to do with recording people. Especially with the potato. Yeah, no, no, I'm no, going tails. You want tails? Right, especially the potato. I'm going tails. All right, here you go. Flip. Kept on the table this time, and it is tails, senor. Right there, the tails. I I, I hope it's going to help me this time. Um, oh, please don't do it. Please this don't do it. is a tough one. This is the tough one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do no, it. Man. No, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Don't make me. Don't, don't do it to me. Don't do it to me. I'm telling you, don't. Do I'm it taking to the me. Cardinals. No! I'm taking the Cardinals. Don't do it to me. For many reasons, not the least of which oh. <laughs> would leave Chris with the Packers. All right. Uh, but the Cardinals are averaging 32.1 points per game on offense, which is the fourth best in uh, the NFL, and then they're averaging uh, 16.3 points per game on uh, defense, which is the best in the NFL, um, and net average net point differential of 15.8 points. I mean, that, that, that's per, per game, per game, yeah. So that's huge. And the line is currently listed as Cardinals by six, so I'm taking it. I mean, we've got a very fast-paced, uh, high-producing offense, a um, lot of weapons that are all um, – all clicking right now and then that defense obviously the best in the nfl for a reason right now they are um dominant uh especially you know up up front um they've been locked down and and that secondary is, is hard to beat so um i'm going cardinals and you had to see this was coming i knew it was coming i was hoping you'd lose the coin toss i but i leaned on my morals to give you the honest it was tails i didn't want to lie to you and steal it that way so I'm stuck with the evil green and yellow. I will still not call them by their names. I am not Tom who likes to just throw it out there at random. Like it's some funny ah. joke of a name. They are, they are averaging 24. It weeks. is a joke when you end up having to uh, pick them though. I am not picking them. I am left with them. I did not pick them. I, I want to make that very clear. I've made this argument before on other uh, theological topics with discussing this is the same thing. I did not pick them. I was left with this decision. It was this non decision. I was voluntold this is my team. You were voluntold. I was voluntold this is my team. And the evil green yellow team are averaging 24 points per game on offense. Yes, this doesn't help. They only scored three points in week one. So it looks worse than it probably is, which is ninth best in the NFL, still top 10. They are they are allowing twenty point nine points per game on defense tonight, but in the NFL again looks worse than it probably is because of that first game where they lost thirty eight to three, and their net yep. points differential is three point one per game. Again, take out that first game, which is probably the biggest fluke of a game I've ever seen in my life based on the rest of their season, and their point differential is nine point eight points per game, so it's closer to that ten points per ten point mark and victory mark. The evil green yellow team uh, is a team I need to win in order to win this take this week. I want them to lose by at least 50 points. I don't care <laughs> if it costs me the win. I do not want them to win. I never want them to win unless it helps the Bears in some stretch of the imagination, which them losing would not because that means nagging and pace. They get to stick hunting out their jobs for another week, and I'd want them out ASAP as possible. Yes, I'm calling Michael Gary Scott. Uh Yes, Michael Gary Scott. Um, even though we will be without um, Nagy potentially for this week no, because of the 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 coup. Hey, 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 team might play better for what we know. Team might play better without him around. Just, just if they play play better without him, Ryan Pace has to make has to connect the dots there. Oh, well, let's might... just be honest. He's got to say like, okay, wow, we outscored by thirty seven points. I wonder what the I common mean, factor is. I mean, we've only scored. I think this is the. 14th time in the last three seasons the Bears have not scored, my bad, 13th time in three years the Bears have not scored 14 points in a game. It, it, it's been, the offense is horrible. It's horrendously bad. And so, sorry, back on the Bears. So I'm stuck with yeah. with the, the Evil Green Yellow team, Morgan's team. Uh, so I'm stuck with that team. And she's probably going to be exact when you tell her that Chris has to Cheer for an evil green yellow team to win to win the game of the week. You're not gonna cheer for I'm, them though. You're not gonna cheer for them. That's the thing. Is like, I, I can't say oh, Chris has to Chris no. has to cheer for them because you're not. No. Deep down, you can't. I can't. I will not do it. I refuse. <laughs> I want them to lose all 17 games. Gosh darn it! I don't care how. 
Oh man, I really hope the rest of the season is mine then. Yeah. Um, we're not doing victory speeches like we did no, last year. No, we haven't year, been but, doing uh, that. So we haven't had time. We've only been doing one show a week. So we. We've only been doing one show a week, man. Yeah, yeah that's. No. So sorry, guys. It, well, I I can't make more than one one a week happen right now. It's no. life is busy. He's got two kids, people. <laughs> he his life is kind of like. There is no time, and I'm just like, all right, whenever you're available, let me know. We'll make this work. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> because we're, we're, we're doing this on a Tuesday instead of our normal Monday um, because of, you know, my schedule. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I had to let him know, like, hey. To use the phrase I accidentally made up for uh, us single fellows, I have bachelor activities every every day of the week, which means I've got nothing to do. <laughs> which means I've got nothing to do. <laughs> which means you have nothing. i got nothing to do but play video games and watch TV. That's all I got to do on my schedule. So unless I'm told, hey, we're going to record that I'm free this day, I have no plans outside of me fooling around on OBS and figure out some new things to try. So, so what you're saying is I am your plans. Pretty much. You tell me what I need to do, <laughs> I, then I will make the plans. So that's the bachelor activities. Oh, now, now I feel like I need to make more plans. So. <laughs> anyway, um, we will uh, th that's that's it for um, our game of the week. We'll have another one coming at you um, probably maybe early next week. I know that we're, we're accountants. We have um, month end close next week. So uh, I don't know when that's going to happen, but uh, but we also uh, I'll talk to you after the show. I'll talk to you after the show. We might have some uh, some some busier times coming ahead. And we also have a wedding we have to go to this weekend with the Waldeck. He's getting married this weekend. The Waldeck. So we're going to be a little bit out of touch. Getting hitched. Yeah, getting hitched. Miranda. So I don't know if I'm giving a speech or not yet, folks. I've not been told that. I will find out. He hasn't told you yet. No, I have no idea if I'm giving a speech or not. I may just wing on the fly that, that day and just see it and see what comes out of my mouth. But just Tom knows anything can come out, and it's probably going to be hilarious when it comes out because it's going to come out of left field. As we've seen on this show before, things come out of left field. And I don't even know what's coming until it comes into my head. Like, oh, that's not that's not smart. I throw it out there. I'm ready for this. I'm going to pull the camera out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, but, uh, hit him with the outro, Chris. Yeah, so please follow our Facebook page for more updates. Like Tom said, we'll let you guys know when we're recording because we don't know when we're recording. Typically, we, we figure that thing out like two days in advance. So that's all the warning we have. And we we give you guys about a two-hour heads up that we're recording that night. But you also email us at sportsandmore with CT, capital C, capital T, at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments regarding the show, some of you are, are fanatics who have my number. Hit me up and give their, their opinion sometimes. I know the Jawa is always great with baseball opinions. I know you have Paul who hits you up with some of his opinions on the show. So thank you for that, guys. It does help us out when we hear some other opinions besides our own silly, goofy ramblings. Absolutely. Um, and uh, you can also go to our Anchor page or Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Those weird off-brand podcast sites that we really don't know uh, all of which that they are, um, or YouTube. Um, all the links, everything is out there. Um, we're we're going to post them all to Facebook, but uh, you can um, like, subscribe, share, toggle that notification bell to all. Get that bell on if you want to get updates on our uh, YouTube episodes, which is all of them going forward for the most part. Um, you can go to those podcast sites, to download and watch the previous episodes too, because we had about a year's worth of content prior to going to YouTube. Um, so find a free, um, find a free uh, publisher guys to, to move those from MP3 format to MP4 format is just a pain in the tuchus, guys. That's been the problem we've been having. So sorry about that, folks. Yeah, it's... Um, it, we're we're on a budget of zero right now, and so that's uh, that's that's kind of a uh, blessing and a curse. So yeah, that, um, yeah. technology upgrades have been these have been the semi check, so that's why we are able to do YouTube. The semi checks have helped us with technology acquisitions. That is that is true. Um, so if anyone out there wants to sponsor a uh, uh, MP3 to MP4 conversion <laughs> software, let us know. But uh, uh, that that's not what we're here for. Um, we're, we're obviously just going to keep pushing this stuff out to you because um, we like it. And I know that tonight there was um, a little bit of a more somber tone um, for the majority of it um, due to the topic at hand. Um, something that I, very, I I feel very strongly about, uh, you know, because it's of, of my personal interest um, and and something that I I'm familiar with. Despite my blanking, my my mind really has just kind of been melted this week. 
um, uh, with, you know, uh, work and life and everything. Um, but uh, please do if, if, um, if guns are your thing, always uh, follow the, the four basic rules of safety. Um, treat every gun that it's like it's loaded. Uh, do not point it at anything you're not willing to destroy. Um, know your target and what is to the left, right, and beyond it, and keep your finger off, finger off the trigger until you're ready to fire. Um, you know, those, those are things that you think about even no matter how experienced you are. Um, and, and it's always in the back of your mind. So just be safe with whatever you choose to do, um, whether it's that or anything else. Um, the, the main thing that I wanted to get across from that is this is a tragic event, isolated from uh, any trend that we have seen. Um, and, and ultimately, it can be combated with, with proper safety. And so we just encourage you um, in any hobby that you have to um, take proper precautions so that uh, you, you can come back from it. Absolutely. I don't care if you are just, you know, your, your hobby is taking walks down the street or jumping out of airplanes. Um, we, we want you to come back from it. Absolutely. And we would like to thank all of you proudly, our tens and tens of people listening to our ridiculous takes and remix on Tom Brady throwing 600 touchdown passes in the NFL regular season. Gosh, that's, that's astounding. The World Series. Yes, I'm doing my best, John Candy from Radio. The World Series. I'm in the air. And also the very somber note of the Alex Baldwin, Helena Hutchins situation, and me being forced against my will to have to. Maybe root for the evil green yellow team, which I refuse to do so because that's how I am. Come at me. I know. <laughs> uh, and, and I hope the Cardinals do come at you. Um, <laughs> anyway, our next episode's creation date is to be decided, as I said, uh, but we will uh, try to continue to keep you posted on Facebook for that update. Uh, but until that point, as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and above all, Stay free. Sports and more with Chris and Tom is brought to you by no one. All non-original thoughts and ideas were properly noted during each segment.